Welcome to Happy Hour with Brittany Bowring and Penny Blackmore. This is a weekly careers podcast where we talk about work life from the perspective of a real person. Actually, two people, because we're two. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) We aren't millionaires or CEOs, just two people who are good at our jobs, passionate about career progression, and believe in being happy at work. We will discuss work topics that are on our minds, and in each episode, we tackle two questions from our lovely listeners. I feel like we should also say that we're having wine while we do it. We do, That's the whole point. That's the whole happy point. Happy hour. It's happy hour. I think, like in America, you have happy hour after work every day. Definitely. Is that a thing? Yeah. Yes. So that's what we're going for, guys. That's right. the reference. So if you like the show, please rate and review it. This would really help us. I mean, it would help us just be happier in general, but also it would help other people find the podcast. Yeah, we're desperate for validation. (laughs) Fully desperate. Also, before we jump in, Mm. please stay tuned to the end of the episode because we are going to deliver you a crazy resource of the week. Crazy. Crazy. What am I doing? And here's the thing. (laughs) I know that you could probably just go in the show notes and get it. (laughs) You could. But... We're going to talk about why it's great. Where's the fun in that? Exactly. <laughs> we didn't think this through. We didn't. Oh, my God. Okay, we let's... Thought, we thought many things through. That's right. Are you ready? I'm ready to cheers. Ching. Ah! Twee. That's very twee. Twee. But it's cute. Um, I, Brittany, this is big. You want to tell us? I think I should say... I mean, here's the thing. This is the first... Um, alcoholic beverage that I'm having in two weeks. Do you know how momentous we made that sound? I know! It's like, <laughs> it's like I'm pregnant. Two Just kidding. weeks. <laughs> yeah. That's was, 14 days. Honestly, honestly, Penny, it was so much harder than I thought it would be. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, my body shut down. <laughs> I mean, it didn't shut down, but I really did feel like I was going through mild withdrawals. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess we just are, though. We would be. I feel like, okay, disclaimer, right? Like, we're, we're, we're regular drinkers, but we're not, like, we're not getting drunk every night. But yeah. I'm, like, I'm having a, a glass of wine. I, I would say I'm actually consuming alcohol probably, like, five days a week. Uh-huh. I mean, like, you know, I don't, I don't count anymore. When I lived in Sydney, <laughs> I was a really healthy, well, this is funny because if my, any of my friends from Sydney are listening, they'd be like, they're um, going to be like, honey, you were not healthy. What the fuck are you talking about? But actually, like, you had a in the scheme of things, <laughs> I exercised, no joke, Brittany, like two times a week. Yeah. And, and I tried to only smoke on weekends and I tried to only drink on weekends, but which you- I actually did quite well. Yeah. Unless I, mean, I was having a full nervous breakdown, then I would definitely come home from work and drink just a whole bottle of wine. By yeah, I feel like the, I feel like you coming here with those, like th- with that as your standard, <laughs> Berlin would be like, "Holy shit, you are incredibly healthy." Yeah, you are like by Berlin standards. I'm yeah. fucking like, who's a healthy? Uh, who's I the can't even name it. Who are the healthy people? <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> I wanted to say Steve Monaghetti. He's like this marathon runner from Australia from the 80s. <laughs> no <laughs> one knows who Nobody that knows. Even, I am not even sure if that's his name, but whatever. That's hilarious. I'm old. But yeah, I've but you, you also quit smoking though. I did, yeah. Yeah, guys, I did that. That's really, really cool. I mean, a lot of people will be like, you were smoking? Yes. <laughs> oh, I feel I like we're care. in this. No, no, I just Everybody has their poison. No, of course. Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't mean for that to sound like I was you know, no, no, uh, no. Uh, shaming you. Mm. But it's just so funny that because in Berlin, so many people still smoke. 100%. And then in other, like in Australia, nobody smokes, right? Oh, and like, oh, okay, guys, we went to San Francisco a couple of times last year. And literally, oh. if you are standing on the street smoking, 
they will look at you like you have murdered a child. <laughs> yes. Like they they don't like it. And they are actively judging. It's so fascinating because also, I mean, like, I mean, don't those people, what do they do? Yeah. How do they release the tension? Yeah. They must all be members of, like, insane S&M bondage clubs. <laughs> they must, like, I don't know, they must, like, binge into oblivion yeah and weird green smoothies yeah exactly i don't buy it our colleague d uh smokes and it was hilarious because she would be she would go outside and go like you know you're in uh, san francisco so there's all these houses right and they all kind of have these little fences i mean for someone right yeah. yeah super cute so she's like outside of the house like on the on the sidewalk which is a public place and people would come out of their houses and be like oh you, you can't smoke in front of my house yeah like it was unreal <laughs> poor d and you actually like i mean i don't I, I even at that stage i wasn't like i didn't need to smoke during mm-hmm. the day it was mo- mostly like an after work thing or whatever mm-hmm. but um d did and she had to like pretend like hide it from clients Oh yeah! Like you can't be like, oh, I'm just popping out for a cigarette. No, no. I would. I would have loved if she's like, I'm just popping out for a fag. Like <laughs> that's that very Australian. Yeah. But um, yeah, they would just be like, um, I don't think you should do that. Yeah. Like, they're very controlled. They're very uptight. Yeah. Sorry, don't listen. Which is surprising, right? Because they're in <laughs> California, which is this place that's known yeah. to be like the free. You yeah. Know. I don't think it's that way anymore. No. I think it's like the elite of mm. how good can you look and how successful can you be? Totally. So Penny, what's going on with you this week? Oh, well, um, I went to Frankfurt for work. Yes. Um, we ran oh, a few you, were, workshops. you were sorely missed. Oh, thanks, love. I really missed you too because usually Brittany and I travel together. But this time... We're a little duo. We, ha- we are a little duo. We have D as our trio as well. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. It's a trio duo. Um, but um, Frankfurt was a bit of a... So it was refreshing, actually, okay. weirdly. Like... We had this scenario where we were working for a an airline, mm-hmm. um, and so their offices are at the airport. Right. So you literally get off the plane, walk to the hotel at the airport, walk every like it's very chilled. It's yeah. like way less uh, work than you do. Uh, it's not work, but like the the experience Energy. is so frictionless. Yes. You just wander around. Someone's already cooked you breakfast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. So I just had this like a lot of time to think and obviously like my boyfriend's back at home and I really just meditated on what my direction is for this year. Oh, I love that. You know, like just really let bad thoughts happen and I think like it can be so tempting to, and I'm a massive culprit for this, like I really squash bad thoughts. I'm like, don't keep positive. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) Like a fucking psychotic cheerleader or something. Um. And I'm like, don't think bad thoughts because you don't know what's going to happen. If that thing comes into your mind, then what doors does that open? Right. Um, But this time I was just like, I'm just letting them come in. And I I mean, like bad thoughts about my job or my life or whatever. Yeah. Like my situation. Yeah. And I'm not saying my situation is bad, but like, you know, just everybody has bad thoughts. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And it's natural. And I think we need to be a little more open about it. But by the time I was done, I was like, okay, I have like actively decided to continue doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Yeah. I'm ready to give it my full energy. Um, and That's yeah, great. so it was like, it was like a cathartic work. It trick. was so trick. weirdly cathartic because I was so not looking forward to it. I was like 
first of all, Brittany's not coming, literally. <laughs> and then secondly, fucking Frankfurt. Who wants to go there? This is the thing, yeah. Where I, literally we didn't even leave the building. I didn't go outside for three days. It's so funny because a lot of people think that that is like sounds awful. And it's like, oh, work travel is so much better when you go to a cool city and then you can experience. And it's like, yes. But not always. Yeah, because then also you have the pressure of experience of of having fun while you're there. And you're like, I'm already exhausted because I've just worked a 12-hour day. But let's go out and have some margaritas. Totally, yeah. I'm going to London next week and I'm worried that that's how I'm going to be because I just love London a lot. Don't you just? I just love it. I really had a Lundaissance the other day. (laughs) Not the other day. When when am I talking about last year? I was a little trip by myself. It wasn't when we went? Sorry, not by myself, with you guys. <laughs> That's hilarious. Good to know that we really had an impact on your travel. I was by myself for one of those days, wasn't I? I feel like that was I before that I really we went. My flight. Yeah, that was before. That's right. I can't it remember when that was. Yeah. But yeah, but you did go by yourself at one point, anyway, um, yes. which is cool. And also, um, I listened to two podcasts that I normally wouldn't listen to, which Ooh. I just want to recommend to our listeners. Perfect. Um, so I listened to an episode of How I Built This. <gasps> so good, that it podcast. Is good, which it? one did you listen to? I, I mean, like, uh, yeah, I listened to the Jen Rubio one. She Great. made Away Luggage. And she is very smart. Mm-hmm. And I think she gives a great perspective to things like cool. um, how to build a product, a brand, a business, yeah. yada yeah. yada. So I really like that. Although she did have this story, this origin story about where away luggage came from, and I'm like, I'm sorry, but I do not buy that for a second. That's funny. She's got this story about being in an airport in Switzerland and yada yada. I'm like, I'm sorry, Didn't no, happen. I don't think that happened at all. <laughs> I think you were just just a good little who was like, PR story. Let's choose a a place to do our magic stuff. Yeah. Um, and we're gonna go with That's that. Smart. So, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then the other one. Um, is uh, there's a podcast called Happy Monday and it's by LinkedIn. So oh, they've yeah. got their own like work podcast. It's like all the others. <laughs> Does just, it come out on Mondays? Because it's a competitor. They're just like all the others. It's just interviews with smart successful right. people. So it's different. Yeah. So yeah, so we're dumb and unsuccessful. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to that. Um, but it was an episode with Tim Brown from IDEOs, the oh. global design firm, agency, consultancy, whatever. Yeah, they're massive. Um, And I love what he was saying about creative confidence. Like he was like, listen, there's creativity, but the next step is creative confidence, which is knowing whether your idea is good, Mm. but also um, having the confidence to sell it. Because if you kind of like mumble in the corner, like, oh, I have an idea. Yeah. What do you think about it? People aren't going to buy it. You've got to have that confidence to like, that's, that's put really, it out there. Yeah, that's super interesting because I think that a lot of creative people who would consider themselves creatives aren't really good at selling themselves. Oh, totally, and that's like a common yeah problem. Yeah. Anyway, I'll shut up now. How no, you, that's Brit? super What's interesting. Up with you? I mean, I would just like to piggyback on Ooh, your how I built okay. this because I've listened to Eileen Fisher. She's a fashion. <gasps> um, Love Eileen. This she she has a fashion label. Mm-hmm. Um in, in and she's like she started in New York and her story is just really great. She's also it's almost anti-fashion though, isn't it? Because it's very yeah, like simple. Super, she created yeah. the capsule wardrobe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So she's really she's been inspired by like um her time in Japan and she creates these really beautiful, very like uh simple, elegant, uh, but but kind of 
like really super like hyper simple what would you call that minimalist like very minimalist uh, wardrobes Mm -hmm. um but anyway but she's just she's so down to earth and so like she doesn't she doesn't really sound like she's like this person who's like I um you know have have an empire exactly she's not that person at all and then also Squarespace her name is Eileen Fisher yeah she's got to be a down-to-earth babe Right? I bet she's really cute. I'm Googling her right now. Let's bring up a picture. Actually, I think I did the same thing when I listened because I just was so curious. You know, putting a face to the voice. I'm sorry, everyone. We'll put it in the show notes. Oh, Oh, she's great. I love her. Yeah, she's exactly what you would expect. She's my kind of lady. Yeah. I love her. Oh, my God. I can't wait for you guys to see Eileen. She's fantastic. Okay, so on 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 another note. I checked that. If anybody listening is following me on Instagram, they know mm-hmm. that I'm currently reading Julie Zhu's book, The Making of a Manager, which was released on the 18th of March. Yeah, so super recently. Really recent. We're on um, it. We're really on it for you guys. It's so good, Penny. <laughs> I mean, Penny, you've been listening to it because mm-hmm. you're a big fan of the Audible. Penny listens to a lot of books, which I think is such a good strategy if you're like... Yeah, and it's good if you're cleaning a house or something. Oh, great. Because yeah. then... Because there's a lot, right? There's like eight hours of content. Yeah. You just put it on. You walk around. You do heaps of things. Yeah. But you're still listening and it's very interesting. That's really cool. Yeah. So the thing is, I'm reading it like the old school, you know, grandma <laughs> with version my with my eyes. And I have a freaking hard cover version, mm-hmm. which I wouldn't recommend. Um, but I, I'm doing it. And I've, I've, I'm just in the beginning. Like I'm literally in chapter two. But from chapter one, one thing I really want to share, which I think is really cool, is she talks about like how to know if you're going to be a good manager. Great. And these, oh. there's like, it's like three questions to ask you basically. Are you going to ask yourself. Research? Yeah. <gasps> yes. Oh my God. Your I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it exactly like, so oh. Penny and I share uh, a love for obsession. Obsession. It's a small obsession with a podcast called The High Low, which we would recommend to every. If you listen to this and you like it, you'll probably like that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. How it's could you too, not? It's two cute broads from the UK, and like, oh, let's be honest, you're not learning anything on it, but it's like having a wine with your two besties. Yeah, but they, but they're. Oh, you do learn things. I learn. Time. I learn a lot. <laughs> <laughs> is that bad that I'm no. learning a lot? No, no, you do. Like, um, I'm lying. I'm sorry. They're journalists, so they share a lot yeah. of like what they're reading. They share a lot about like what's in the you know in the news and press and like what yeah, they right. think sorry. about it. But I take that it's actually all back. quite intellectual, I have to say. Mm. Yeah, and, you know sometimes. Yeah, they do. So questions to ask yourself: How do you know if you'll be a great manager? These are the questions. First one is: Do I find it more motivating to achieve a particular outcome or to play a specific role? Ooh. This is interesting, right? Like, do you want to be a part of something, like, like the outcome of something? Or do you want to actually get your hands dirty and do something that's going to contribute to that outcome? Okay. So that's a question to ask yourself. see where that goes. Um, Do I like talking with people? This is a funny one because it's like, well, obviously. She says this in the book. Yeah. Yeah, She's like, you're going to be talking a lot. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So it's like she says, if I told you that 70% of your workday would be spent in meetings, what's your immediate reaction? What's yours, Penny? Oh, I'm fine with that. You love a meeting. I love a meeting. Yeah. I've got a lot to share. Yeah, yeah. I also, I mean, obviously. I'm not much of an executor, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I don't really get much done. The funny thing is I find I really have a, a problem because I really do like executing stuff, but I also find myself like I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm, finding myself in the middle of these two things. But anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. And the next question is, 
Can I provide stability for an emotionally challenging situation? This is a really good question. I really liked this one because it was like, um, you know, if you, sorry. So if you're the friend whom others lean on in difficult times, who might be described as empathetic and undramatic, who can be counted Mm -hmm. on to diffuse (laughs) rather than escalate tensions, then you'll be better equipped to deal with the range of emotionally charged scenarios that meet any manager's path. Is that where you're at? I'm I'm so dramatic. And I love escalating tensions. (laughs) But I don't think that you escalate tensions. You're right. The thing is, (laughs) I think with you, it's like you get dramatic, but then you very quickly are like, oh, I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? You, you call no, yourself out. It's very out. hard for people to follow sometimes. That's true. like, I thought this was escalating. I thought you were coming about right this. back down. So great. Anyway, I really highly recommend this book. We'll put a link to it in the show notes. It's excellent. Julie Zhu is a boss. She's great. I really like her. I love her too. I love, I, I think like I always gravitate towards these type of books by um, people who are very humble yes. and who are like, I approach this mission of learning to be a good manager or a good employee from the perspective of like, I have so much to learn. Yeah. I'm really excited about the process yeah. and I'm willing to do the work. Yeah. I just respect that so much totally. instead of being like, I'm fucking good at my job. You know those people? I hate those people. I mean, we're those people a little bit, but <laughs> not all it's the about time. balance. Not it's all about the time. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've been, um, I, I actually was thinking about this in terms of like, um, just like this week, I've been doing a lot of, um, kind of trying to like use the team a little bit more Ooh. in what I'm working on. Mm. And this is something that I, w- I was just thinking that might be interesting to talk about because I find often I'm like, I'll be like, okay, I need, um, I need some new ideas for how to do X. Right. Mm. And then I'll just sit there and I'll be like, okay, what are some new ideas? Some ideas yeah. <laughs> let's, let's have ideas. And I'll, maybe I'll like, um, you know, uh, start Googling things and I'll, I'll get some ideas from that, mm. obviously doing a little research session. Mm. But sometimes I forget that it's like, you know, that like you work with 18 other people yeah, and you yeah. can just like call on them for yeah. help. And also the thing is, I don't know if this is the same in every kind of company, but because I've often been kind of quite a small role in a larger team, like I'm not the core mm. function. Mm-hmm. I work for a lot of design and product studios and startups and stuff. And I'm usually like the only one on my team. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there ain't room in the, in the town for two of us. But, um, <laughs> uh, and I often I'm like, people are just dying to get involved with this stuff because they're yes. like, this is out of my normal realm of what I get to do day to day. Yes. And they're just gagging for it. And yeah. I'm like, I need to do this more often because, yeah. So I saw you yeah. running a workshop today. Yeah. How did you go about planning that? Okay, um, I actually am writing an article about that. Maybe it will be released. Maybe I will do it over the weekend and get it in the show notes. But basically, I I took people through steps. So really quickly and simply, um, I wanted to come up with some new content ideas Mm -hmm. for our YouTube channel, right? We put out weekly videos. So it's like our, you know, our little vat of ideas runs dry quite quickly, right? So I was like, okay, um, this shouldn't only be relying on from me and my uh, direct report to come up with these ideas all the time. Mm -hmm. We have like tons of people with tons of ideas here. So I brought some people together, people basically who would be the target audience almost, Mm -hmm. like people who probably would watch these kinds of videos. Mm -hmm. And we went through, um, first we figured out who the audience is, like what are their actual titles? So like, are they new to UX, junior designers? Are they, I'm sorry, UX. So we work at a design agency. You guys mostly know that. But basically it's like, 
who are who is the audience? Are they new? Are they senior? Are they what are their you know what are their titles actually mm. like? What who are the audience? Then the next step was going through and figuring out or like brainstorming what are their challenges that they're facing. Mm. So like what are the most common things that like a, a junior designer is. exactly. Yeah. And then from there we kind of came up with ideas on like like content and videos that would help them solve those challenges. Yeah. So Great. it was really yeah. It was really, really And effective. did you learn something new from kind of crowdsourcing a bit more? Yeah. Or were yeah. you like, oh, damn, that was a waste of time. I would have come up with those ideas. Oh, anyway. no. It was so great because I we, I mean, when it comes to online content, unfortunately, often you have to be like a little bit clickbaity, which yes, is, I find course. a bit annoying, yeah. but you yeah. have to do it, right? Um, and so I just asked them, I'm like, okay, so when you're writing down your ideas, try to come up with like a pretty like catchy title, something yeah. that's really going to get someone to click. And they had such great ideas. They did. I yeah. I mean, they're on, they're using the, this platform all yeah. the time. So there's, yeah. you know, so it just made sense. But um, yeah, it was great. I was like, oh, fabulous, mm. you know? And they feel a part of what we're doing oh, now. Absolutely. It's just, do you know what great. I tell people sometimes? Um, I think there is a very strong, what I call the co-creation effect. Yeah. Which is like, if you were involved in the creation of this thing, you have so much more interest in its success, yeah. um, and you also think it's better. Yeah. Not 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 100%. that I was saying the concepts that came out of your workshop were shit. No. But like, I just think that I I'll watch people being like, we came up with this together. I saw it happen. I know how the decisions were made. Therefore, it's good. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. It's such a tool that people need to learn to use. Like, get other people involved. Yes. Get them. Give them that sort of. Um, what do you call it? Agency. Yeah. In their work. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Fascinating. Shall I read the first letter? Please. Wonderful. Hey, Penny and Brittany. I've been at my job for about a year now, and I really like it. The only thing is, I'm someone who always says yes. This means that often I have way too much on my plate, and if I want to get it all done, I, it won't be a reflection of my best work. I'm a high performer, but I'm not really able to do a good job, and it's weighing heavily on me. I don't want to tell my manager that I can't take on more because I don't want them to think that I can't handle my job. I know I need to say something, but I'm not sure how to put it. Help, please. Sincerely, Holly. Ooh, yeah. Holly. Yeah. Um, this is very common for people of the female persuasion. Yeah, it's true. To be not very good at saying no. Yeah. Um, and also not very good at sort of uh, sharing what's on their plate. Yeah. Do what you, do you, are you like someone who's good at saying no or are you finding oh, you're you always. I know I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I do but know also, that. But also like I think that's a really good point actually because I never just say, if someone's like, can you please do this thing for me? I'm never like, No. Yeah. I, I think um, it, if I was to teach a class on how to say no, I'd be like, it's not no, it's a conversation. Exactly. So it might be not for now or give me 20 minutes or can you talk to my manager to get me more time? Yeah. So open it up. And that's my first tip. Like don't, um, don't feel like you can't talk to people about your workload. So yes. if someone comes over to your desk and says, can you please do this task for me? You can kind of share with them, okay, cool. Well, what I've got on my plate today is ABC. Mm -hmm. It might take me three or four hours. Um, then uh, Maria has asked me to do another task. So yeah. I actually have quite a lot on today. Um, if you want, 
uh, we can go talk to Maria now and ask her if she needs this thing today. So like collaborate. Yes. Have a conversation. There's no need for you to be suffering in silence. And actually the more people are able to have that very mature dialogue with you, the more they'll be like, here's a person I can rely on and respect. Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? Mm -hmm. Because they can manage their workload. Yeah. Um, Totally agree. I've had, I've had this problem before. Mm. Like, I mean, I think a lot of people have, but I am also someone who is very into people pleasing. Mm. I want everybody to be happy. Mm. I want everybody to think that um, I'm doing a really great job. Therefore, I very often like was always saying, I was like, yeah, okay, great. And then you're just like sweating and like mm. <laughs> staying late and like just freaking out. Yes. Um, and the, the, the piece of advice that I got that I then applied and was super helpful was um, someone told me that you need to, if your boss comes to you and let's say he's got, he or she mm. has got a lot of ideas, mm. right? My, sorry, my boss is a he, so I just not automatically. Yeah. But let's say this person has a lot of ideas and mm-hmm. comes to you with them constantly, mm-hmm. right? And of course they've got ideas, right? It's their business or it's, you know, their, their job. Yeah, they're your yeah. manager, whatever it may be. Um, so what you need to do is instead of going to them and saying, or instead of saying no, which is first of all, very hard for you because you're a yes person just like me. Yeah. But instead of thinking that's the only thing you can say, what what you can do, which um, uh, helped me so much, is actually approach them with kind of like a yes, um, but, or yes, and, or whatever. Yeah. But so open the conversation is what Penny said. But what you can do to open it is actually come with solutions. Mm. So instead of saying, oh, um, well, I can't do that because I have so much going on. Like, there's no possible way to add something yeah. to my plate. Yeah. You go to them and you say, here's the thing. I have this and this and this going on. What we could do to make this other thing happen that mm. you're really excited about, which is a great idea. Mm. You know, just toss it. Mm. Why not, right? Mm. Pat, pat them on the back a little bit. <laughs> um, say, what we'll have to do is put this one thing on hold. Mm. Um, or what we could do is outsource that. Or we'll need a new, you know, someone new to come in. But yeah. I'm really excited about making this happen. So, like, let's work this out. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So, instead yeah. of, like, a boss, especially someone who is very high achieving and really excitable hates when people say no. Yeah. They just don't like it. Absolutely. And what you're saying is they are coming up with this kind of like direction and this strategy Mm -hmm. and you're coming up with the plan to how, as to how you can make that work, which is like, you're going to get fucking promotions if you figure this out, Holly, because you're going to be seen as the person who can make shit happen under sometimes impossible circumstances, but it doesn't have to be impossible. It's just about figuring out what is this process of time management. Um, there are other like little weird hacks and tricks yeah. and so on that you can do. Like um, Brittany and I listened to a podcast called Unfuck Your Brain. Um, it's got asterisks for that U-C-K in fuck, but Brittany tells me that doesn't matter. I don't need to tell you that at all. Maybe maybe it does. I don't, I don't know. know. Anyway, anyway <laughs> we'll have a link in the description. Cara Lowenthile. Lowenthile. Lowenthile, sorry. Um, and she's like incredibly smart, a little irritating, <laughs> but fuck, she's got some tricks and like, she's great. She's, she's very much about controlling your thought patterns and all the rest of it. So, um, she recommends calendarizing all of your tasks. So if you've got this. like a two hour thing, a 15 minute thing, everything goes in the calendar Yeah. so that First of all, you start to be able to visualize the volume of work you've got coming through. Yeah. Um, and then second of all. Worst case scenario, if someone comes over to your desk and says, I need this by Monday, 
you can literally turn around your screen and be like, this is my day. Yeah. Here's a little glimpse Where into my like world. Yeah. Where do you see this happening? Um, and another thing, Brittany, actually, um, I, I was talking to a client the other day and I won't mention who she is because this is a little bit damning, but she works a lot. Right. Um, and she was saying, I've learned over the years that um, if you're going to be sending an email to your boss and mm-hmm. you're working overtime, make it the last email you send of the day, right? Okay. So if your boss is like leaves the office at 7 and you leave the office at 10.30 and you had to send this email, it might have been sitting in your drafts for all that time, make it the last one you send. So they're getting an email at 10.30 at night, they see it's from you, um, and they might see that they might realize that you're doing overtime or you're still in the office or whatever. So it's just like a really subtle way to be like, poke, poke, I'm still here working. Yeah. And like, I think, yeah, I mean, like, no one's going to say that's actually going to change anything, but it's good for them to just know. Yeah, I think that's probably like a, the first thing you do before you actually have the conversation, mm. you know, because if it comes to it, and this is like none of these things are working and like nothing's changing. You're still just getting piles and piles of work and the expectations just keep getting bigger and bigger. Um, then obviously you need to have a frank conversation yeah. with whoever this person is, your boss, your manager. Yeah. And I, I mean, like I had, a, I had a chance to think about this a bit more. And I think that um, when it comes to, uh, so if you're in a position where there's a possibility where your boss might hire someone to work with you. Mm-hmm. They're more likely to do that if you can actually manage yourself. Yeah. Because they know that um, Brittany can be thrown onto a team with Penny and they will get shit done. It won't just be this huge Titanic kind of sinking ship thing where Brittany's not getting her work done and neither is Penny. It's just all this stuff flying around um, in limbo. Like you've got to figure out what are my systems for organisation? Yeah. What are my systems for managing my time? And how am I conveying that to the people I work with? Yeah. And if you, if it comes to the point where you need to have this conversation with your manager, I think um, like the best way to do it is obviously schedule in a quick meeting, 30 minutes maximum. Um, and you can frame it just basically like, uh, basically exactly what you said, Holly, mm-hmm. like I want to do my best work. And in order for that to happen, I need to reduce my workload at this yes. point. Yeah. And that shows your manager that you're dedicated to you know, doing really well and that you're, you care mm. and, and a good manager will be like, I'm all ears. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's oh, figure it sure. out. Yeah. And also, um, always like my, my advice for any meeting with your manager is take empirical evidence. It's yeah. not a court case, but take some, you have to have just in your mind, even a couple of examples of like Tuesday, I had all of these tasks, yes. blah, 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 so that you can give them exact examples. Yeah. Because there's nothing worse. I ask people about things sometimes and I'm like, well, can you give me an example so that I know what you're exactly talking about? Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, not really. And I'm like, well, that doesn't help me because I, now I have to rely on your interpretation of events. Right. Um, so definitely think of, like, plan that. Be like, here's what I'm talking about exactly. To yeah, the yeah. Yeah, because yeah, of, of course, like the, the the worry that you have, Holly, is that your manager is going to be like, oh, she can't handle anything, like mm. blah blah blah. But you need to prove that obviously you can handle, and you have been handling a lot, handling a lot, but it's getting to be too much. Yeah, and and, it, and also that you're really keen to do good work. Exactly, that's your primary focus. Yeah, um, 
No, it's not so much about reducing the workload. It's about doing great work. Yes, that's and not good. everybody knows you can't do great work if you're just slammed all the time. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Nailed it. Brittany and I are so self-congratulatory, but I think it's we do know, in we the do. modern world. You gotta be. Yeah, you gotta pat yourself on the back sometimes. couldn't be more thrilled to receive this letter because it just gives us like hope for humanity and yes. young people mm-hmm. um so I'll, I'll start reading it now shall I shall please, I read me? please okay great they did misspell your name but we can forgive that that's okay hey Penny and Brittany I'm a listener from Argentina loving the podcast every week yeah <laughs> um I've been building an agency with my best friend and we are slowly scaling Right now, we are outsourcing and hiring people to do work. Yay. We've recently hired two girls with way more experience than us. And then in brackets, we're 22 each, I think 22 years old. Yeah. What advice would you give two newbie male founders about hiring women for the first time? What do you think we should not do in order to be horrible bosses? In order not to be horrible bosses. Oh, sorry. Not to be horrible <laughs> You know what I mean. Yeah. I got excited. Love. Juan. Oh, oh, Juan. I love you. This is such you a are great such a I good just, person. Yeah, the fact that this is even on your mind shows that most, like, you're already fine. You're, you're going to be great. <laughs> Honest to God. Yeah. And we actually were like, he doesn't need advice. But yeah. we are going to give it anyway for other people. Yeah. You know? And I think also for, like, the, the, the female listeners, this is interesting to just think about in general mm. of how you know, you're treated at work and how comfortable you are in, you know, in that space and stuff. I think it's just a really interesting conversation to have. It is totally interesting and so important. Yeah. Um, Yeah. If we want to, we're in a happy world, we've got to have people working and feeling like they're contributing. So question for you. Money. Yeah. And money. Money. Um, Question for you before we kind of like give some advice. I'm just wondering what your opinion is because I think a lot of people listening um, might be like, uh, you're not going to treat a woman any and like differently than you would treat any man on the mm-hmm. team. So there's literally no advice other than treat everybody exactly the oh, same. That's such a good point, Bruce. So what do you... I, it's so comical to me for people to think that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think... Uh, oh, it's like that is a... It's commonly... It's classic. Yeah. yeah. I just forget because I'm in a liberal bubble. Oh, no, 100%. Yeah, yeah, me too. So I'm so glad you brought that up. And um, I think, listen, there is empirical evidence to support the idea that not only are women treated differently than men in the workplace to their detriment, mm-hmm. they're paid differently, they're promoted differently, they're spoken to differently. It's all different and yeah. it's not great. But also there's empirical evidence around um, how we, including other women, think about women Yeah. Um, and how smart they are and how capable they are. And um, Oh, that was, uh, for example, like people might say that was bitchy, whereas yeah. in, you know, like there is no bitchy equivalent in the male vernacular. Yeah. So this is... Uh, it's established and all you have to do is look it up. Yeah. Like universities, credible institutions have scientifically backed data around this. Yeah. So just get on board because we're not going away. I think that's a really <clears throat> good way to think of it. Like women are not going anywhere. And actually, if you're a kind of guy who wants women to stay at home and cook you a sandwich, 
which I doubt you are if you're listening to this podcast, and so congrats, yeah. we love you, <laughs> then you need to think about the fact that you probably can't afford to support that kind of lifestyle. Yeah. We're now living in a double income world. Yeah. So just just get amongst it. It'll I, be fun. I think it's better the, to love than hate. 100%. I think that the, the thing when people are like, well, I just want to be treated exactly the same as my male colleagues. Like mm-hmm. that's the advice that mm-hmm. I would give. I think the, que- the the thing that you need to think about is um, that like, the, of course, of course that's the answer, right? Mm-hmm. But we're at this, like you're explaining, we are actually, we're negative mm-hmm. the status quo, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. As, as a female in the workplace. So actually we do need to train people on how to treat women in the workplace 100%. because to, just, to, just to like try to creep up to reach the same level mm-hmm. as, any other male colleague. Totally. So the, the thing is there do there does need to be some changes in order for that to happen. So yeah. it's like you can't just be like, oh, blanket statement, I'll always be treated exactly how all of my male colleagues are. It just doesn't work like that. Because also what you're referring to is this idea of a meritocracy where yeah. if you have merit, you will be recognized by society, which is also scientifically debunked. Yeah. There's a great study um, by Stanford University, I think, um, where they essentially, they write a paper, they write a, an essay or a thesis or something, um, and they put a woman's name on it and they send it to hundreds of people at the university and they say, what do you think of this? And then they put the same essay with the uh, same content um, with a man's name on it and they send it to hundreds of other people. Yeah. And it's just black and white. Like yeah. the way people understand, like the way people are happy to interpret female endeavors so interesting they just don't like a lot of people just don't like things that come out of women's mouths yeah which is very sad um but honestly I think we're going in a really great direction yeah um and Juan like we could honestly like I read your letter this morning and I screenshotted it I sent it to Brittany (laughs) and I was like here is like this is truly inspiring yeah that you're even asking people this question. So thank you so much. Yeah. I think um, another thing just worth noting is that um, as, so as much as, you know, I think a lot of people hate it when it's like, well, women are, you know, naturally a little bit more emotional. Like we're different. We're more emotional. We take things differently. We do this, we do that, Mm -hmm. that men don't. The thing is, is that um, as much as I hate to say that, because it really depends, Mm -hmm. right? It depends on the woman. It depends on the man. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. the only thing that's different in females that's not in, in males is that we actually have been taught how yes. to behave <laughs> in a, a different social way. social conditioning. Yeah. yeah, like we just have. Like, so even if you're not a woman who's like soft-spoken, you still have been taught that like maybe you, you should maybe stay a little bit quieter and oh, then totally. like wait until you're asked your opinion to actually voice it. You know, those Absolutely. kinds of things. Like it's just, it's there. Yeah, I was yeah. telling a colleague this morning that even though I come across as super confident, like I have moments where I'm like, especially in my job, like I'll be in a room of all guys mm-hmm. and I will be sitting there obsessing over what I should say. Yeah. And then someone else will say it and everyone will just kind of be like, oh, that's a good suggestion, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, I was like really questioning that. And, you know, maybe guys have that too, but like my experience has not been, an, uh, my experience hasn't been this world where everyone's like, Hey Penny, what do you think? You probably have something really, really smart to say. Yeah. Um, you know, here's a platform for you to do that. Yeah. It's been like, mm, you know, yeah. different, different yeah. to that. Totally. Um, 
So, anyway, so yeah, direct advice. advice. I mean, this is, we could literally have a whole we're podcast branching. on justice. But we're allowed. It, yeah. This is a passion point. And it is. And also, um, we, I think even a lot of women don't actually know the science and the, yeah. the social stuff that uh, contributes to the world that we're living in today. So mm-hmm. hope you found that enjoyable and educational. Yeah. Um, so we actually asked a couple of the women around the office yeah. about what they would do about this. Do you want to go first, Bert? Yeah, great. Um, Penny calls me Bert, just so you know. <laughs> because I'll tell you why I call Brittany Bert, because she's like extremely beautiful. Her name is Brit. Oops. Her name is Brittany. She's very sweet. She's got these really long eyelashes and she's just too good. Oh, Penny. So it's like this, it's too, it's too nice. <laughs> she has to have like an ugly name. I do love like my Birch. nickname. I love it. Especially, <laughs> but only really with the accent, with your accent. Bert. Yeah. Cause with mine, it's like Bert, you know, but Bert I is cute. Too. Bert is also kind of cute. Aww. Okay. So, um, one of our colleagues, uh, said this, which I thought was really super interesting is that she feels often in meetings um, when she's the, when she's maybe the only female there that she's not even really looked at. Nobody's even making eye contact like, or kind of casting their eye over yeah. to say, "What do you think?" Yeah. Uh, oh, whoops, I nearly said no. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, uh, female at the table? So the thing is, is that um, I think that w- we are at the point where females. I mean. I shouldn't even say that, but like in our organization, we're at the point where females are getting a spot at the table, mm-hmm. obviously. Right. Like yeah. I think half of our leadership team is female, mm-hmm. if not more than half. Yeah. Um, yeah. so that's great. Um, but the other thing is we're often in meetings with all men Yes. and we just don't get like, you just don't have the same, um, if someone isn't looking at, like I've been in a situation where I was with my boss and one other guy mm. and he literally had an entire, like we were sitting down As for like an hour there. and a half. Yeah. yeah. I was like, should I leave? Happens like, to me all the time, Brittany. Yeah. Literally all the time. Yeah. And actually I'll tell you something else funny. Brittany and I are often on flights. Like when you get on mm. these business flights, yeah. like Berlin to Munich at peak hour, Often we are the only women on the flight. That's crazy. And that's not a fucking exaggeration. Yeah. Like a, a All plane suits. full of guys. Like, can you imagine from just, just like be empathetic for a second and just imagine how that feels. It's weird. You know, like it feels like you're out of place. Yeah. And you don't, and I've been thinking lately, like, I wish I had this kind of mentor, right? Like yeah. I'm looking for a female mentor that fits these specifications and I just can't think of anyone. And there's a huge representation issue with women as well. It's like, if you can't see it, there's there's this saying, if you can't see it, you can't be it. Like, mm. if you're not seeing, if you're not looking in the pages of the Financial Times and seeing people like you, mm-hmm. then why would you think then that's something that you can achieve? Yeah, like, totally. It's yeah. just common. That, yeah, that's exactly, mm. it's just common sense. Mm. So I think that's something that um, Juan, you could definitely take on board is like, just make sure that you are including, like, just be inclusive in your yes. conversations. Literally look at your female colleagues. Yeah, and um, give them a few seconds as well. Oh, exactly. they might be like, oh, he's looking at me now. I do have something to say. Let me just think about it. Yeah. Um, because, like, you can't, like Brittany and I just said, you can go through a whole meeting and no one ever speaks to you. So, yeah, um, which is kind of sad. It is really, it is really sad. Yeah. It's becoming like less and less I've found in, 
Well, I mean, yeah, mm. it's still happening really often, yeah. but I'm definitely getting more confident where I will just literally butt in. But, mm. um, <laughs> but it would be great if we didn't have to do that. Yeah. Let's be honest. I mean, the point that I kind of, uh, um, made before is like, it's been kind of ingrained in us that we should be, we should keep the niceness mm. like, you know, in, in a situation. So we should never really be combative. We should never really give an opposing opinion, mm. um, you know, because that would kind of stir things up a little bit. Yeah. And so I think something that you can do in that kind of situation is make like give the permission mm. to, to everyone that's a great to point. contradict what you're saying or yeah. argue yeah. or, you know, make that a really yeah big yeah. part of your Maybe culture. You could say like, okay, Brittany, um, I want to know what you think about this and feel free to disagree with me. I really want to know what you think. Yeah. So I, I'm not saying, Juan, that you will need to do this every single time. Yeah. You won't. You'll just need to do it a couple of times up front. Let them know that you're okay with hearing their opinion, uh, them kind of challenging you and, and maybe saying, listen, I don't think it's a good idea because of ABC reason. Mm -hmm. um, and also, I mean, like what you said in your letter is that um, – these two chicks that you've hired, um, they they obviously believe in you. This is super yeah. great, but they are more experienced than you. So let them be that experienced, you yes. know, like let them yes. lead in a lot, in, you know, in whichever way is appropriate. Yeah. Um, something that always makes me laugh is, I mean, I get mansplained to all the time. Mm -hmm. People explaining about business and about technology and about this yeah. and that. And I'm like, I really, I mean, like if you spent one second asking me about anything about myself, then you would know that I know that already. So yeah. there's really no need for you to explain it as if I'm some bimbo. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like that's more of a frustration and that's not like a huge feminist issue, but it's just like one of those little things that can really get you down in your day to day. For sure. For mm. sure. Um, another thing, um, because you did mention one that you're um, managing these two women who are more experienced than you, like Penny just mentioned, there is this really great article by the, the one and only Julie Zhu, oh, who we just right. talked yeah, about. Right. But she, she writes this really great article called Managing More Experienced People. And um, it's great for any gender. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. And and she talks about um, how she, when she started being a manager, how she was like, oh my God, I'm about to manage people who know way more than I do about, mm. um, like she was working in design. She's like about design and how can I possibly be their manager? And she kind of had this thought that like, um, you know, in a lot of different situations, and one example being, you know, uh, sports, mm -hmm. right? Oh, or, I love this anecdote. It's yeah. so great. So she uh, she was talking with her husband about this, and uh, she says, I shared this concern with my husband one day when we happened to be watching the Olympics. He quipped, do you think Usain Bolt's coach runs faster than him? It didn't take much digging to realize that Glenn Mills, the head coach for Jamaica's running team, who was responsible for training the most successful sprinters of all time, not only wasn't particularly fast, but in fact, hadn't been a runner at all. Yeah. That's, I mean, Brilliant. great. Yeah. yeah it's so true. That's such a good analogy. It's like you, and I think you guys as founders, you have to start thinking about yourself as a facilitator of good work. Yeah. Like instead of being like, I have to be the boss and I have to like, charge around sort of like telling people what to do if you've hired these two people in good faith that are more experienced than you how can you let them shine how can you work together to collaborate um and just sort of like get the best out of them exactly I mean that's your duty as a manager mm. is to make sure you get 
people's best work and Mm -hmm. make sure that you help them do that. So whatever you can do in order to make the, you know, to give them that environment where they feel like they can, you know, really uh, excel is, is what your job is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then a couple of like really just hygiene things. I think that it, oops, I dropped my pen. Um, for anyone in your situation, which is like founder, you've hired two women yeah. or, or however many women, you can hire as many as you want. <laughs> it doesn't have to be just two. Yeah. Um, things that you're not allowed to do, just don't ever talk about their bodies. Ah, Like a guy made a comment about my yeah. body the other day and I was just like, you just instantly lost my trust because I, please just talk to my face. Oh, that's so <laughs> Please don't act like you're important. observing my physical appearance because yes. honestly, like, Women are so trained to think that the only thing they have to contribute is being a red hot babe. Yeah. And if you're not a red hot babe, you feel bad about it. If you are a red hot babe, you feel bad about it. Yeah. Like objectification is a massive thing for ladies. Yeah. We hate it. (laughs) Yeah. But we are subjected to it all the time. So just don't ever talk about their bodies. Deflect. Do whatever you've got to do. Yeah. And if you accidentally say something just immediately be like, oh, shit, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. I'm really sorry. I didn't mean it. Are you okay? Yeah. Um, the other thing is you're not allowed to ask any of your employees out on a date ever. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're not going to do that, Juan, but some people out there, it's they might be thinking it's okay, like if they've met the love of their life, you know, and she's their executive assistant. <laughs> no, just don't do it. There's plenty of fish in the sea. Yeah. You don't love her. You, you're her <laughs> boss. You have a weird porno fantasy. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Yeah. What else? What can you not do? I think that, um, yeah, the bodies thing is so great. I think just in general, um, having like sexual innuendo, any kind of like just conversation about mm. like, just, just don't do it yeah it's like you know maybe it's fine and maybe your culture is really like you know mm. open and fun and funny and you're just like oh this is a joke this and a joke that it's just some people will be uncomfortable so if mm. you want to have like a really safe environment for everybody I would say like maybe just don't talk about yeah. sex yeah <laughs> do you agree I mean I, I do I, yeah I'm slow to say that founders if you're not really allowed to talk about sex yeah exactly I mean I was just gonna say I mean we do it here but like you you definitely we're all a bit older we're all a bit like yeah and I think the thing that the exception that is based on your situation is the fact that you guys are quite young mm-hmm. so you kind of need to establish a really strong framework of mature yes. leadership Oh. Early on, otherwise you're gonna lose respect so fast. Yeah, you guys are 22 years old. Yeah, that's adorable. I that's, love that you're studying something else. That's amazing. Really great. Yeah, it's really cool. But yeah, I would say definitely work to establish yourselves as yeah. mature and yeah. as like yeah, yeah, reasonable, um, mature people. Yeah, that's super important. And the other thing is, I guess the last thing maybe is like you're gonna start getting more employees because it sounds like you're an amazingly smart, wonderful person. <laughs> <laughs> um, but once you start getting more employees, there might, um, at some point down the road, there might be like issues with, you know, uh, one of your female employees being upset with one of the male employees because they're doing sexual harassment stuff or whatever. That's unlikely. But you just have to make sure that from the start, you're a trusted confidant for these women. Yes. So if they have any issues, they can just talk to you. Yeah. And what I love about, like, I love our boss 
he's a really good guy. Like, um, he basically like, you know, if I have a personal problem or any kind of problem, yeah. I can talk to him. And it's like a natural, I know he's not judging. I know he's not thinking, oh, this woman, she's complaining. Women always complain. Women. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's just there to listen um, and let me be a human being. Yeah. So like, above all, let your employees be human beings. Totally. Or human beans. <laughs> let them be beans. Yeah. Yeah. has been really great it, uh, I mean like I think it has no I really think it has <laughs> is it weird yes, that we keep I saying that it is so good I mean we've really enjoyed talking about like you, the questions were really great I just I just feel like we're, we're getting deeper you know what I mean like we're digging a little deeper and that's yeah. cool yeah and also like guys like you send the best questions yeah you're incredible and we get so excited when we see something in our inbox yeah we we screenshot it and we send it to each other and we're like should we do this this week oh we we love it so if you have a question any question at all Mm. definitely email us the email is down below it's Happy hour career talk at gmail.com. Yeah, super real easy. Yeah, super fetch. We got it. We um, got happy hour career talk. Can you believe it? People <laughs> trying to get that on Gmail. It's insane. We got it. <laughs> um, and the other thing is, oh, we just really love it if you rated and reviewed our podcast. Please, I yes. I am like very kind of openly asking people to As rate you it. Should. Yeah. And this is a this is a life thing, guys. Like Ask for what you want. Yes, this that is true. Yeah. I'm like when people, because people have been so kind mm. and been message, messaging us on like social media, on Instagram, saying like, I really love that episode. I really love your podcast. And every time I'm like, this has made my day. It really. And would you maybe rate and review it? <laughs> because shameless. That one, yeah, it. it's shameless. But um, I ask super nicely because um, it's just, I know that it takes time and I know that it's not like a super easy, like, mm-hmm. you know, Uber rating, you know, where you just press five stars. You have to actually like go in and do it. Yeah. But we would appreciate it so much. And also, um, I never do it on my podcast that I listen to because mm-hmm. I, um, they're established. Like, they're already hitting the top of the That's pop. That's true. But, guys, we're, like, in our fledgling stages. <laughs> we're little baby birds. We're just, like, fluttering around. That's so cute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh. You guys are the first listeners, which is really cool. We oh, my you. God. I almost forgot about our resource of the week. Oh, yeah. I know you did. Oh, my God. You, you have idiot. St- you have listened to the end of the episode, which means you get to hear about the resource of the week. Yes. And this one's brought to you by none other than Pendog. Yeah. Okay. So, if you're just wanting, like, a nice little online resource Mm -hmm. there's a there's an online publication called the cut so good and they have a segment called ask a boss which is such a nice angle isn't it it's like really ask someone who fucking knows not not and you know like god bless recruiters and hr managers but they they don't know how it actually works right they know how it works in theory yeah sometimes you need to talk to someone who's actually a boss to know how to deal with your boss yeah They've yeah. got loads of good, um, very practical. You know how we love to be aggressively practical Aggressive. on this podcast. Yeah. Um, but they've got loads of great practical advice, especially when it comes to money stuff. Oh, and our salary episode was quite popular. Oh, of course it was. So you guys are going to Everybody love wants to know about how to get rich. Everybody wants the money. Trying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give me more um, money. And if you're on the cut to ask a boss, you can just float around on the website as well because it's a bit of fun. It's, it's great. It's a good website. They have a sex diary. Ooh. 
Everybody always debates whether it's real or not. Oh. But it's like. Is it like people writing in? Allegedly, yeah. Allegedly. This is my week in sex. Ooh, interesting. Just so much fun. Oh, I love that. I'm going to dive into that. All right, great. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. We adore you. We really do adore you. And have a wonderful, wonderful week. Cheers. Cheers.